Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my video about why I think they should put trials on hold, at least for the summer. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. Uh, I'm usually streaming when these hit the feeds if you want to take part of these in live. If you want to look up the whole podcast episodes to listen to them as like an audio podcast, just search for SNTR Presents on any podcast platform. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit like, share, subscribe, and the bell button helps me out. Thank you, Jake, for 10 months. So, listen, I know people are going to immediately run to the comments on this and be like, shut up, leave trials alone, what's your problem, why should they put trials on hold, blah, 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 blah. Um, In general, I think the people that are responding that way are understandably frustrated about potentially losing a game mode that they're enjoying, right? They don't want the game mode to go away. They're enjoying it. I know some people on the, you know, on the, especially on console, are probably having a slightly better experience than people on the PC, and I get that. But my main concern right now is player perception and consumer confidence, okay? Player perception and consumer confidence is being damaged, I think, by trials. People couldn't even go to the lighthouse this last weekend. The the reward structure I don't think is any better. They removed the win requirement with the bounty, but they're giving you less tokens on lossing on losses, so token payouts going down. I think that's fundamentally going to hurt the mode. I I think for the summer, the game mode's going to continue to dwindle into really really bad places it's just not going to be very good it's going to it's like the engagement's going to go down you're going to have way less people playing and i think that's ultimately going to hurt the mode i think they're going to basically end up looking at the player base numbers and maybe regretting leaving it in okay so my main argument is basically built around the fact that september is meant to be a big turning point for the franchise it's meant to be a major dlc it's meant to be something significant in you know in the life of destiny 2 uh specifically okay that's what i'm basing this off of i want trials to return triumphantly and be awesome and excellent and all the people that are getting upset about me saying this they're also the ones that have said it came out raw it's not even half baked it's terrible bungie's awful i can't believe they did this if you're if you're in that lane then why are you defending keeping it around you know so first launch let's just talk about the launch it has probably been the worst launch content since destiny 2 vanilla destiny 2 vanilla was really really bad it was bad for the franchise it damaged the franchise almost uh irreparably and it continues i think to be uh, bad for the, the game. It's it is a it is a, uh, it's a it's a blemish on the franchise. It doesn't make the game look good right now. The the lack of true anti cheat, the reward structure, the lag. Uh, people are getting DDoSed on console more than they used to because a lot of the DDoSers moved away. Uh, they moved away from uh, PC because you can't really DDoS on PC anymore. Uh, after after sort of the bad launch um, of it of cheaters all weekend, things got worse. You know, week two or three after that trials came out. The low card farming actually really really hurt and drove casuals away so you had a you know a, a, a problem that was compounding itself as time went on less people were playing people didn't really feel like they could get in and enjoy themselves because of low card farming they were getting really really frustrated so low card farming as well as the win requirement really really hurt engagement because low card farming made the early games more challenging and more sweaty so less people were able to spend their tokens because they couldn't get that third win so more people were having their tokens expire at the end of the weekend thus making them feel like why should I bother playing? So that led to then cheating being, I think, really magnified because as the player base was shrinking, people were ultimately feeling like I just can't seem to 
not run into cheaters. The cheaters are seeming to be in a higher saturation because less people are playing. Also, whenever you highlight cheating and cheating is going viral and videos of cheating are going viral, more people are turned on to the fact that you could cheat. So then cheating starts to pre- uh, uh, spread like wildfire. This is something that I think these fundamentally addressed aggressively. Um, anti-cheat, true, fully installed anti-cheat needs to be added to the game and they need to do like a complete restructure and over hall of the of the reward structure as well because i think it's really really uh problematic now let's talk about how it's a blemish after the big reveal for beyond light the witch queen lightfall and the dc fee i think this hurts the game long term if people are supposed to look at september as this big victorious moment for the game we finally get darkness subclasses the stranger finally comes back all these great things are supposed to be happening so if that's taking place, I'm concerned that trials will be really, really bad for the runway leading to September. Uh, and especially the, the the biggest reason that trials won't get better is because as the player base shrinks, all of the problems are exacerbated. All of the frustrations are made worse by a dwindling player base. So this will this won't get better. It will only get worse as we get closer to September. And I've continued to say, which vicious cycle would you want? Which one? Do you want the current one where each season we have people complaining, cheating's on the rise, reward incentive seems basically busted, and people are really frustrated? Do you want that vicious cycle? Or do you want the one where they take it out? People are like, I can't believe they're taking it out again. But they take it out, they work on it. It can return triumphantly in the winter or September, come back when there's adept weapons, there's a true reason to grind it, overhaul the reward structure and really take a more aggressive stance against the cheating. I think you're choosing between two vicious cycles. I happen to think one would be much better for the franchise. Consumer confidence and player morale matter. They really do matter leading to September. You really want people to feel like the game is on a great path and the game is in a great state leading to September. I think that's fundamentally more important than leaving the game mode in. For the time being, Bungie just pushed out a patch today that's fixing the issue with the lighthouse, so it seems that for the time being, they are totally cool with leaving the game mode in, and they don't seem to have any plans to put it on hold. So I'm probably not going to get my way, so insult me all you want. You know, if you disagree with me on this, that's fine. I'm not I'm not the only person uh, that thinks this, or I know there's plenty of people who think differently. So lastly, let's talk about the right launch. True anti-cheat is a non-negotiable. I continue to have to really reiterate that. True anti-cheat to me is a non-negotiable. This is a free-to-play game, and a free-to-play game needs a strong and stout functioning front-faced installed anti-cheat. I believe that is a necessity for a free-to-play game. Okay, I don't think you can get around this. Uh, I think it is a requirement. Also, they should consider maybe doing two-factor. Call of Duty recently does two-factor. You have to put in your cell phone number. They send a code. You punch in the code two-factor. You're good to go. If you get banned, you need to put in your phone number again. This would be a really, really great barrier. I'm sure a lot of the cheaters could find ways to get a phone number and to, and to rectify this problem if they get banned, but it would be a significant barrier to a lot of people who don't have have multiple phone numbers eventually they're going to run out of phone numbers like they're going to grab mom and dad's phone and their brother's phone and eventually they're going to run out of accounts and they're going to run out of phone numbers that could be another really good way to 
compliment their anti-cheat efforts. I don't think in 2020 and beyond you can have a functioning free-to-play game without anti-cheat. I'm worried a lot of the PvP crowd on PC are going to just flood to the consoles with the new consoles coming out. If they can give if they can give increased FOV and frame rate, a lot of the people are just going to leave the PCs behind because they don't want to run into the cheaters. That's really really bad for your player base on PC. Uh, adept gear at flawless and accessible lanes at the bottom is absolutely fundamentally necessary okay absolutely fundamentally necessary they have to do this um if if you put adept weapons at the at the flawless chest you 100 are in your right and empowered to give people lots of loot in the low versions of the card games you know one through four or five or whatever people should be able to walk away with a bunch of loot that's not casualifying trials the best loot would still be in the flawless chest adept gear would be the primo reward and then everybody else could just enjoy you want casuals in the player funnel you want this big wide open funnel with lots of people diving into trials every weekend feeling empowered to get stuff that's better for the hardcores that's better for the player base that's better for pvp because it's just more people playing week in week out and then testing out the weapons and just keeping the player funnel full across all fronts Half-Baked continues to be a meme and a characteristic of Trials, and that's fundamentally why I think putting it on hold, taking it back into the kitchen, rebaking the cake, recooking this would be a much better approach leading to September and beyond. If they really, really want this game mode to succeed and to actually stabilize and be good, they're really going to have to make significant changes. I don't know if they can make those changes midstream in the middle of this season. You also have to consider they're not even planning on updating the loot pool until the winter season do you really want to play this version of trials with the reward structure in disarray in my opinion and also with the uh with the cheating and the problems with the lag and the connection the error codes do you want to play this for the next six months because there's no new loot in september for trials that they've that we know of they said winter season is when they were going to be doing adept weapons and new gear so you're basically going to be playing this version of trials all summer and september i don't think that's a good look for the franchise i don't think that's a good look for bungie or destiny as a whole so that's why i think putting it on hold right now would be the better call than leaving it in in its current state as always if you want to come in and join these conversations live you can go to say no to rage.com uh, and those of you that are here right now don't go anywhere if you're enjoying the talks and conversation click follow and stick around as always to those elsewhere please like share and subscribe thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR presents this is going to be my question and answer session that comes with my video about why I think they should put trials on hold for this season if you're listening to this on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can probably catch me live right now at say no to rage.com that's usually when I'm live when these hit the feeds you can come into the channel and take part in these discussions live if you would like to listen to these as podcast episodes you can go to any podcast platform and look up SNTR presents and then you can enjoy those as audio format podcast episodes. If you're on YouTube, hit like, share, subscribe, and the bell button helps me out as well. Let's jump right into the questions today. Uh, Fearless Fate. What could we see from the new stasis damage type in terms of legendary weapons and perks? I mean, I don't want to speculate too hard on this because it, it, we, we haven't seen much, but I think... I really think what they're going to shoot for with stasis is more of an effect than just like an element. So right now, you know, solar void and arc, they're just sort of 
elements. They don't do, there's no like effect. So I want to see stasis do more of an effect and then have more perks in line with that. Freezing, stunning, slowing, debuffing, you know, whatever. Uh, area of effect on the ground, stuff like that. I mean, right now we have a wave frame grenade launcher that puts fire, like a fire line on the ground. And then we have the exotic one, the wither horde that puts like a taken pool on the ground. You know, you could have a stasis that does the same thing, like almost like a trap. You put it on the ground and it slows everybody down that walks through it, maybe debuffs them a little bit or something. And if they're in it long enough, maybe they maybe they turn into like, you know, they're frozen solid. Th- these are the types of things I think could be really, really cool, uh, you know, as, as a way to do it. I think stasis is going to be an augment to our previous subclasses. That's not what Luke Smith gave me the indication of. He said it's its own subclass with way more customization than the current ones. Maybe it's inspired by some of the things we're already doing, but it looked like one of the subclasses was like throwing an ice spear. So I don't think so. I think we have video evidence as well as Luke Smith's commentary on the stasis subclass to show that it's not just going to be an augmentation of our existing subclasses. I've also theorized that Eris is using stasis in the trailer. She's going to teach us stasis, and then every subsequent year, we're going to learn another one. We're going to learn another dark subclass in the Witch Queen. We're going to learn the third dark subclass for Lightfall, which I believe that's the moment that we're leading to. Three dark, three light. Maybe it's a choice. Maybe we become like a gray Jedi, and we can use both sides of the light and the dark, and then we reject the Traveler or something. I don't know. Maybe we embrace the Pyramid Ships as our new leaders at that moment. So, the uh, the st- the stasis though is the beginning. What I feel like is a trend toward darkness powers and subclasses. So, Ro- uh, Robitali, hang, on, I gotta thank some subs. Uh, Swo Daddy with a brand new Prime sub 13 minutes ago. I'm sorry I missed that. Then nine months from Foxtrot, Extra Gorilla with three months and 16 months from Kufu. Robitali says, what do you think about the move away from skill-based matchmaking for Crucible? Seems like it's been pushing for the casual user. Uh, it's been punishing for the casual user so far. There's a lot of talk about it out there. Okay, so I don't want to go down the skill-based matchmaking debate rabbit hole because I think we've done it so many times and both sides say the same thing. By and large, skill-based matchmaking being put into games isn't the true solution. The true solution is ranked and unranked. Whenever I would play Valorant and I would deal with the ad hoc skill-based matchmaking in unranked, I had a really, really frustrating time. Because it's just trying to find people at your current trend as a team and as players, so having one good game suddenly throws you into like a series of sweatbox games. Whenever I would go into the ranked playlist in Valorant, it took a bigger picture of your overarching team, your current rank in that playlist, where you kind of landed and matched you accordingly. And our games in the ranked playlist were always significantly better than our games in unranked. They were closer, they felt more like fair games where you could rally and come back if need be. It didn't feel like we were getting steamrolled or just absolutely just run over. So, in Valorant, I think you have proof that if you go away from skill-based matchmaking and go to ranked unranked, you can have that, oh man, if you want to play people according to your rank and according to your skill level, if you don't want to get stomped, then go into ranked. If you're a potato, there's plenty of potatoes in the game, go into the ranked playlist and you'll only play against potatoes, right? It stands to reason that that would be a better system. There's a handful of problems with that. Number one, Bungie would have to build that system, and I don't know if they're interested in doing that. Number two, 
people have a almost paralyzing feeling toward ranked playlists. They don't want to go in there. They feel like a loss is going to lose my rank. I don't really feel like risking, you know, playing. Also, people think ranked is going to be automatically more sweaty. So people have this aversion in this almost like this fear of going into a ranked playlist. So there's there's two significant barriers there. Number one, Bungie has to take the time to actually do it. And number two, there's people that just will never really want to go into ranked, which is unfortunate because it could literally be, you know, their savior. You don't have to worry about getting stopped. If you are a bad player, a ranked playlist would keep you almost always with the ranked players, not the, the, the low ranked players, the bad players. And this allows the highly skilled players to take a break from sweating. Okay. What skill-based matchmaking typically does is it sequesters the top 10 to 20% of the player pool and they only generally face each other and that gets really annoying. You're always facing the same combatants. Every match feels like a freaking tournament and that's not enjoyable. People like to play casually. People like to just kind of kick back and have some fun. This discussion always devolves into you just want to stop noobs and you don't want to be challenged. And that simply isn't true. That's never really been the motivation. The motivation has been that if you're a high-level player, sometimes you like to kick back and take it easy. The other reason that skill-based matchmaking really, really hurts player experience is because if you're medium to low-skilled and you're friends with high-skilled players, you can't really play with them because they're constantly dragging you into games where you can't get any footing at all. This happens to me in Fortnite consistently it happened to me in destiny consistently i would play with players that were way better than me they would run away in the game have a great game and then all of a sudden we're getting matched against players that i can't even enjoy myself so you can't really enjoy playing with your friends unless you're all at equal skill level and then when you go into a ranked game mode and if they're high skill and you're not it tends to balance it out you tend to get into matches where they try to find teams of equal skill because, again, it's taking a larger snapshot and picture of your overarching career in the game. So, removing skill-based matchmaking right now, to me, I think was a response to the Crucible player base dwindling and the matchmaking times and the lag was probably increasing because of that. Because you're basically creating stipulations that forces people to play against maybe people outside their region. Maybe you make them wait a disproportionate amount of time before they can find a match and it leads to a lot of un you know it was just not it's uh it's it's not enjoyable for people i think typically when they remove skill-based matchmaking this is what tends to happen you see high level players cracking off really big kill games and having a good time and then you have a couple really bad games and you're like this is garbage skill-based matchmaking would protect me from this Anytime this happens, I'm always really interested when someone's like, I'm getting steamrolled, I'm getting steamrolled, we need skill-based matchmaking turned back on. I always wish I could take a snapshot of their career because more than likely, more than likely, I feel like I would look at their career and be like, you didn't have that many good games before either. You're just not a very strong player. You kind of struggle and that's okay. That's going to happen. The other thing I think people really overstate and forget is because at a given time, the player pool is not swarming with high-level sweaty players. The, the math is in your favor. I think you're way more likely to run into people of medium to low skill. Here's what I think tends to happen. 
I think there's a lot of people that are just generally good at shooters and they're generally good at Destiny because they've played for a long time. They're right in the middle of the pack. I think there are tons of those people. I think really low-skilled players go into the Crucible and anytime you meet anybody that's at a mid-lane skill level or above, you throw your hands up and say, this isn't fair, I'm getting stomped, there's nothing I can do to improve, I, I, I barely stand a chance here. I think that's the main issue. I think if you take a sampling of the player pool and you look, I think there's this big, fat, juicy middle of mid-lane average to above-average skill players. I think there's a ton of those people. And I think when low-skill players run into them, they exaggerate the experience and they act like, oh, this is terrible. I, you know, I, 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 can't, I can't get anything done. So... Um, my games have been more enjoyable, but I've encountered some absolute trash cans, right? I think there are people that are just so far down the line that they just, they're, they're never, ever really going to aspire higher than being like the guy that just sticks forward, runs into every fight and doesn't know why he keeps losing. Um, I tend to think that there's lots of those players. Um, and that's what drives the skill-based matchmaking conversation. So, um, because listen if there if if there were thousands upon thousands upon thousands like if the player pool was dominated by Lumis and potatoes and little sonics okay whenever they would do qualifiers and tournaments there would be way more people getting involved in playing and 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 jumping in the statistics just generally show that in games like this, there's like the top 10% that play at just like the excellent competitive level, and then there's everybody else. Like, again, the math is in your favor. You're not, you're less likely to run into the pros because there's not as many of them. I mean, especially at this point, you know what I mean? Especially at this point, I just don't think in the game's life cycle that it's just completely overrun. Here again is one of the reasons. <clears throat> here, Here is one of the reasons I think that people tend to say it's just I, I keep getting steamrolled I think there's a high likelihood of you running into experienced players right because because at this stage in the game's franchise if someone's playing crucible at a regular interval they're a pretty experienced and dedicated player so they're not a god they're not doing you know double carries to the lighthouse but they're an experienced player if they're playing right now if you are playing at this stage in the franchise's life cycle you know five years in it's a high likelihood that the people you're running into are just experienced players they're not gods and again A low-skill player, a less experienced player against an experienced player is going to lose every time. I barely touch Crucible, and when I go in there, when skill-based matchmaking is turned off, I I do feel that like, oh wow, there's a lot of players in here that just have no clue what the frick is going on. And I think that's just kind of the nature, that's just the nature of a long-standing franchise. You're always having that risk of newer, less experienced, or lesser skilled players really feeling like they can't get their foot in the door. Go play a franchise that's been around for a really, really long time. Go play Gears of War PvP, right? When when Halo drops, if Halo's PvP is anything like traditional Halo PvP, go jump in there and see how you fare as someone who maybe has never frequented Halo's PvP. You're gonna get your freaking head taken off by virtually any player. Why? Because at that stage in the franchise's life, the people that are playing Gears or Halo or any of those PvP day in, day out, if they're still playing today, they have a huge leg up on you automatically. 
they're not a god they're not going into tournaments and winning prize money but they're just an experienced player established franchises i think always struggle with this all right conley see ya i it in general in general any game that sticks around for a couple of years has to figure out this problem and i think ranked and unranked is always the superior solution always uh Isavian. what value do you think bungie can add for solo players in trials a trials freelance playlist guided games um any questions from here on out about this we'll have to remove and not answer because i think this got asked and then a bunch more people were asking later too about like the solo player experience and what about freelance and what about guided games okay in general i don't think you can do a freelance playlist because a freelance playlist would all would, would hurt and fracture an already struggling player base the trials player base is hurting it's shrinking and if you say here's the freelance playlist here is the regular playlist that would slowly devolve into oh that's the sweaty stack trials playlist let's just go freelance it up i'm just going to go freelance you would you would essentially I think you would take a ton of the mid lane to low lane players out of trials and a lot of them have already left. The solution for trials is to not drive casuals away or to give casuals an option to like opt out of the sweaty playlist. The the, the real the real trick for trials is is making it seem like I can grab a couple of my friends, get some tokens and bounties, and get some trials loot. I don't have to go flawless. That's the real ticket. The, the, the format before Rise of Iron was the absolute best time. You could get trials armor and guns. They were non-adept. They weren't as cool. And all you had to do was log in and play with your buddies and slam out some bounties. So... You, I think that is the true solution here. Now, if you're a solo player and you're like, I would love guided games or a freelance playlist. Listen, I love solo players. I take up for you pretty regularly. I just took up for solo players in my recent video about the public event, the contact public event, another public event centerpiece piece of content that's available without matchmaking. If you're a solo player, you log in late on a Friday night. Nobody in your region's on at that time or something and nobody's in your public space. You know, that's a, that's a pretty big hindrance to your experience now keep in mind i take up for solo players in some instances and sometimes i have to tell solo players that they need to adjust their expectations this game for five years has been very clearly communicating to you that if you want to go into the upper echelons of content dungeons grandmaster nightfalls raids uh even nightfalls traditionally were did not have matchmaking that's something that's been recently added to the lower tiers of nightfalls uh and then trials all those game modes and all those activities did not have matchmaking your expectation should be in line with the way the game has structured itself if you go into content or you buy games and they structure in a certain way you know world of warcraft well i don't want to play for six or seven hours a day to make progress i only, I only want to play like an hour a night okay well they've not built the game structures and the in the entrance points and the and the and the rhythms of of progress haven't been set for somebody to play world of warcraft for an hour a night you're just you're not going to make any progress asking the game to adjust itself to your your sentimentality is sometimes not not reasonable sometimes it is reasonable i think sometimes yes player sentimentality needs to be communicated um you know needs to be communicated to the developers so they can make adjustments but not all the time sometimes somebody just has to say this is the type of content that we're making we're making content that's intended for a fully orbed highly communicative team to go in and beat the raid beat and solve the dungeon or you know beat and win in trials I, if if for five years they've been communicating that to you 
asking them to suddenly change that upper echelon of content's identity to have matchmaking i just i think that's an un, unrealistic uh an unreasonable request uh to make so and brimstone saying that like splitting the player base or whatever and it, it worked really really well with comp i think comp is different i really really do i think comps in a different category than trials trials is round based must win and i think what would end up happening is is people would just go in and completely you know throw there'd be no communication i, I just think it would be a dilution of the content in the game mode it's not meant to be something where people can just throw themselves in freelance you got freelance comp you got iron banner you got non-freelance comp you got all the other playlists and then trials is like its own category and i think that's totally fine bro stafa what are the chances this is now when bungie says we're taking trials down until we can deal with the cheaters like listen as much as i'm like I've really harped on Bungie about the cheating and the anti-cheat and I I do I do I think they should put trials on hold for the summer I don't think they need to come out and be like yeah we gotta put it on hold until we can get the cheaters wrangled down number one console players would be like excuse me like we don't we don't have to deal with the cheaters that's a PC world problem what the frick like why why are you shutting down trials right so I think to a certain extent I think to a certain extent it would be it would be you know, a little lame to basically come out and be like, yep, can't get the cheating under control. Cheaters win. We got to put trials on hold. I don't think that would be the best narrative. I think that's a part of the narrative, but like, that's not the driving narrative. Um, I think there's, I think there's a lot more to it than that. People couldn't even go to the lighthouse this season. The reward structure kind of sucks. There's no adept weapons. There's error codes. There's a whole host of reasons to put this, to put this game mode on hold. Uh, next question. With trials being level enabled, how can Bungie empower players to test their builds during the weekdays when it's not available? I've, I suggested and Drewski suggested a lot of people have suggested a power enabled mode that's always around. So always making like one version because the, the comp playlist has like the two, right? It has like elimination and, and, and survival, right? Just rotate it. One week survival is power enabled. The next week elimination is just back and forth. So you can go in week in, week out and, and one's power enabled and one's not. So you can kind of go in there and try it and, and test it out. So uh, two months from rain 2.0 and seven months from Nefits. Thank you guys. I'll buy uh, alien uh, alien observer. Do you think the implementation of the Umbral Ingrams and the ease of leveling this season is a way of getting many players up to max level before Beyond Light? Well, no, because they patched that. You might have missed it, but the Umbral Ingram helping with leveling got patched already. I fundamentally disagree with them doing that. They should have left it alone. And if their philosophy and decision is that they shouldn't leave it alone, they should have told everybody, hey, thanks for reading our TWAB. This was something that was unintended, that, that you know wasn't meant to be giving you a boost of level. We're going to leave it alone for a week or two, and then we are going to patch it. So you can spend the first couple of weeks here taking advantage of this, getting some good level bumps, and then we're going to patch it. Th- that would have been totally fine. Have the little menu thing splash up in the game that says, hey, just to make you aware, the Umbral Ingram farm right now is giving power bumps on armor that's not intended but we want to give people a chance to you know equal equal opportunity here we want everybody to get a chance to interact with it we're going to leave it like this for a couple of weeks um i i think them suddenly like pulling down the guillotine on it was was kind of dumb also consider they they the timing was frustrating 
They didn't fix the sprint locking, th- the, the sprint cancel thing for controllers. You got trials on hold. You got error codes. You got all these problems. And you're like, hey, there was something that was helping players level a little bit faster. We patched that right away. Like, come on, man. Like, why would you prioritize? Now, I understand patching AFK forging as quickly as possible. Whatever. That's not how that content's intended to be played. That's people, you know, doing something that's that's not intended. But Umbrals giving people power bumps and everybody clamoring to do Umbrals for a couple of weeks, just leave that the frick alone. Come on, man. Like, where's the priority here? Oh, oh we got a we got an error code that's like helping helping the community out, and they literally patch that almost within the first week, basically. Like one weekend, like up oh, gone. That is one that I uh, I really, really disagreed with. I don't agree with them doing that. Um, and there's other things I think they should be putting their focus and their attention on. Soaring Eagle. What is preventing Bungie from gun balancing based on TTK? I left this question in because that's a fundamental misunderstanding of how gun balancing works. It's not just TTK. If you just homogenize time to kill, you make all weapon time to kill the same. What? Uh, one and a half seconds. Number one, that doesn't work with, with perks like Kill Clip uh, or, or Rampage. doesn't work with anything that's going to buff damage. It doesn't work with the varying degrees of range. So an auto rifle having the same kill time as a hand cannon is fine if there's good damage drop off. There's more to it than just everything needs the same time to kill. Right now, auto rifles are absolutely absurd. They're they are they are arguably broken in the crucible. I, I saw Wish You Luck put up a clip talking about how his gnawing hunger is a god roll and it's basically broken. And then I was playing the other day. I could not believe I thought the guy was using an aimbot. And people were like, no, that's literally what the gun is like now. It looked, it even looked in game like a laser beam. It looked unnatural. I was like, what in the world? Uh, auto rifles are busted right now. They're so so strong at, at, at long range. It's just it's just absurd. Pulse rifles and 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 hand cannons are losing to auto rifles at range that an auto rifle should not be doing what it's doing. They need significant damage drop off applied to them right the frick now. Auto rifles should be good at mid range. If you have an if you have an auto rifle and it melts at mid range, that's fine. As long as the TTK is not broken, that's totally fine. Then I can play back away from choke points. I can play lanes. I can play range with my pulse or my my hand cannon, and I can combat what you're doing. The auto rifle meta right now. I don't mind auto rifles being usable. They have to be usable within reason. They just have to be usable within reason. If I was able to use my hand cannon and it, it, it was it was hitting you at the range of a sniper and I was anti-sniping you with my with my hand cannon, that people would have an issue with that. It, you know, if the target acquisition and the and the lethality and the and the and the aim assist and all that and the and the and the crit multiplier was absurd at that range, it would break the game. So you love the wrath shirt? Oh thank you. Yes, a wrath of machine shirt. So there, there's some things that need to be done in the crucible, but it's not as simple as just saying like, oh, just, just everything's TTK should be the same, should be equal. You got perks that make that change. You have range that adjusts that. You know what I mean? Um, 
Aiden Master. Would it be viable to make matchmaking for trials or stay with Fireteam? Oh, yeah, we already answered this about adding some matchmaking. Uh, like or like a or like a freelance. That's what a matchmaking would be ultimately is like a freelance playlist. Um, with your view on trials, do you think that they should postpone Iron Banner too? Should they j- just make trials time gated, certain amount of hours in game to give access, or at least complete the main campaign? In general, I don't think in-game barriers are the answer. The cheaters are going to get around them anyway. The two-factor thing that Call of Duty did might be the right answer. An actual, you know, anti-cheat that's installed is probably needed as well. Um, Even if it's just low level, right, for enforcement. Hey, you know, we've detected third-party software. You have been banned or whatever. And you got to put in your phone number and then it, the next time you go to make another account, you put in your phone number. It's like, yeah, no, <laughs> no, uh-uh. you've already been banned. You know, you can't hardware ban people. It seems because of hardware spoofing, you can't IP ban people because of VPNs, but it's a lot harder to get a new phone number. I mean, there are ways to do it, but it's a lot harder. Bulldog. Um, if Bungie added anti-cheat like Valorant, did how will the community react? Doom tried something and people lost it. I, it's, it, this is one of those things where it, we're having to attack and, and prevent, you know, cheating in a very, very extreme way. I mean, there's a whole host of games that do their anti-cheat in a similar way that Valorant does because it's essentially, uh, it's essentially necessary. (laughs) It's basically necessary. So... I don't necessarily know if you can be like, well, people will react poorly. We can't do it. I mean, at the bottom, at the, the bottom line is a free to play game needs a pretty strong anti cheat. I, I don't know. It's, it's really, really tough. You know, it's really, really tough to be like, oh yeah, it's a free to play game, but we don't want to install any kind of anti cheat because, you know, it's, it's just one of those it's just one of those things where if, if you don't attack this you know head on it's just going to continue to to ruin the experience and ruin the game people getting banned for a bad connection is terrible I don't think anybody's getting banned for a, a bad connection if you're getting temporarily suspended because your your internet is is a potato plugged into the wall you know that's different I'm not nobody's getting permanently banned because of their connection and if you are Bungie said in their twab that if you get banned somebody researched reviewed and verified that you were doing something wrong like their banning process there is literally no way you're just getting like bought with the permanent ban because like your internet sucks for a day that's somebody's making up a story when they claim that Doom's anti-cheat was borderline spyware. That's why people brought attention to it. Right, like the Valorant anti-cheat is installed at a kernel level so that they can basically, like it basically boots before anything else can boot. That's why it's so effective. So, lightly. A year ago, Bungie said there would be a renewed focus on PvP. Do you think they invested enough to justify that statement? Should Bungie focus on updating classic Crucible modes before trials? This is a good question because I would like them to outline how they think they renewed the focus on Crucible and how they plan to do it again in year four. I think this is a necessary TWAB. 
there is a necessary twab and blog post that needs to basically say when we said a renewed focus in crucible here are the steps that we took that we felt helped with that and i believe they did do this to an extent they restructured the hoppers they restructured comp and the other one uh the non-comp playlist they restructured all of that in shadow keep and they recently removed skill based matchmaking right And in their mind, that's probably the renewed focus. You also have to consider Trials was part of the renewed focus. Even though Trials fell flat on its face, that was part of the strategy and plan. Bungie needs to basically come out and say, this is what we did and acknowledge it's not been good enough. It's not been up to par. It's been, it's been, it hasn't been, it hasn't been good for Crucible fans. Player base numbers are a strong indication of this. And here's our commitment in year four and things that we want to work, work on. Um, so there was a strategy. Okay. If somebody tells me they're going to come to my backyard and they're going to say, we're going to do a renewed focus on making sure that your garden is flourishing and growing and you'll get the weeds out and we're going to, we're going to have a renewed focus. If my landscaping guy comes in and says, we're going to have a renewed focus over the summer on your garden. I'm like, sweet. Okay. If he comes in and he sprays the 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 weed the weed stuff kind of haphazardly and kills a couple of my plants and he edges incorrectly and he and he and he puts down mulch in you know inconsistently okay there was a renewed focus on my garden it's just he didn't do a very good job right it's like okay well thank you for you know trying to to do some stuff for my garden but you did a bad job like so Bungie did Bungie did. They came and they did. They renewed the focus. They made changes. They did stuff for Crucible. They just didn't do a very good job. That's ultimately what it comes down to. So, Nightbot still has Season of the Worthy for Reset Reminder. Oh, yeah, we can we can update that. So, Zidman. While there are no weapons, no new weapons this season... What? Both Summoner and Astral are desired weapons. Do they warrant leaving... Oh, 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 about Trials. Uh, do they warrant leaving Trials in the game? Fundamentally, the, the the decision to put Trials on hold, right? My my argumentation about putting, on tri- putting Trials on hold for the summer is fundamentally about the game and the franchise as a whole. I don't think good weapons are a good enough reason... To be like, no, it's a train wreck. People can't get to the lighthouse. It's it's bad. Error codes are awful. Cheaters are awful. But leave it in there because there's some weapons. Listen, those weapons can be in the game in September. They can be in the game in the winter season. There, there can be a way for you to acquire those weapons even, even once they decide to update and add adept weapons and adept armor. Okay? So what I would say, what I would say is very simply very simply is this it comes down to the the perception of the game the integrity and the perception and the public confidence in the game okay so they can solve this problem that you're highlighting like oh but if the weapons go away people are going to be really mad if you put it on hold so the game the game mode is not on hold they put they they disabled it this last weekend and i am calling for putting it on hold for the summer right so that's what I have been calling for. I was calling on I was calling for that before season of arrivals started and I think now we have an even greater reason to put it on hold because the first weekend they had to disable it because nobody could go flawless. Putting trials on hold for the season means they would bring it back without these issues. Isn't that what they tried to do anyway and failed? How can we know that they won't half bake it again? 
at this point milo my argument is this there's two vicious cycles which one do you want to go through do you want to go through the vicious cycle that we're going through right now where it looks terrible and it, it makes the it makes it makes the franchise look bad it makes the company look bad right do you want to go through that vicious cycle or take it out fix the loot fix the way the logistics of the the loot earn and then relaunch it now again cheaters are a problem but consider something new consoles are launching this holiday okay and trials could be running very very well on those new consoles you know what i'm saying new consoles new loot less cheating on consoles it really comes down to a massive quality update and then the pc people might have to shrug and say you guys still haven't done enough about the cheaters but at the very least they could bring back the mode and and make it and make it way way better than it currently is it needs a, a massive quality of life overhaul you know what i mean yeah i think i did your question already bulldog just like summit said you can have the best content in pvp but if there's cheaters no one's gonna play it or less people are exactly exactly next question could destiny benefit more from a full deprioritization of pvp not bringing trials back and just focusing on making endgame and pve content more robust going forward listen this argument is 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 not a road i like going down but i definitely think long term people are people are always going to say a lot of things that are completely unfounded and untrue trials kept the game alive in destiny one no it didn't the player base numbers have always been more heavily weighted on pve right you're looking at twitch and thinking like oh it kept the game alive it kept streams alive and it gave people careers in broadcasting but it did not keep destiny alive okay pve numbers have always been the stronger representation in the game bungie's been transparent about that anybody who visited bungie knows that anytime that you go and talk to the data the data the data collectors and the and the and the and the trend managers that are like watching the community pve has always garnered the most engagement the most consistent and the higher engagement always okay so crucible has not kept this game alive it's not kept this game afloat that's that's just just that's a that's a myth that people trot out because they watch twitch and they basically see that that was really the only thing going on on twitch for for you know when the pve content got dry okay however we're just too we're too far down the road to be like oh let's just take pvp out of the game you can't do that I've always said this. I think initially if the game would have launched without Crucible and without PvP, it would have done just fine and we'd probably be in a better situation because all that bandwidth, all those teams, all those weapons, all those maps could be funneled into PvE content, okay? But we're way, way too far down the line to do this. There's a significant amount of players who come back every season and... They want to jump in and play Crucible. And of all the games to get Crucible, I'm sorry, of all the games to get PvP right, I want Destiny to get it right. It is one of the most satisfying games to both watch and play from a shooting perspective. It is unbelievable. I love watching the high-level guys play. I loved covering the tournament, and I love covering trials on split screen. It's such it's such a pristine shooter. It's in its own class. It's in a class all of its own. So I'm telling you, you you cannot you cannot just let this ship sail. They've got to get this right. However, there are so many things standing in the way of Crucible ever really feeling like it's a AAA pristine polished Crucible, you know, player versus player experience. 
Luke Smith all but basically saying, you know, dedicated servers will never happen. Better tick rate will never happen. It, it's it's going to continue to feel, it's going to continue to feel dated and it's going to feel like a dinosaur. Are, are, do you really want to play in you know, late 2021, early 2022? You really want to play peer-to-peer PvP? Is that really what you want to do? You got games like Valorant taken off, you got Overwatch, you got Call of Duty, you got all these shooters. You can go play dedicated servers, real-road clean connection and tick rate, and aggressive cheat strategies from both, you know, Valorant and Call of Duty. Aggressive strategies against cheaters. Bungie has got to adapt. You adapt or die. That's the rule in this realm. So PvP adapts or it's going to die on its own. Bungie doesn't have to kill it. It's going to kill itself. It will kill itself. The, 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 the player base numbers show this. The Crucible is the least loyal side of the game. It's the least loyal side. As soon as things get bad or thin, their numbers plummet faster than all the rest. They're the least loyal side of the game. They also might be the least revenue generating because you can't monetize Crucible. The minute you monetize Crucible, you make you mess up matchmaking. If you, oh, we, oh, we need new maps. We need new this. We need new that. Okay, well, if 50% of the active community buys it, well, now you've, you've fragmented your player base. Both 343 and Respawn highlighted this with their games. They said, you cannot monetize maps. It fragments your player base. So, I, I don't know. Without PvP, they wouldn't need to keep nerfing and balancing things. Listen, you guys have to understand something. I love Crucible, and I love PvP, and I love the people who play it. I love covering it on split screen. But I'm telling you right now, if Bungie doesn't make significant changes to adapt their Crucible to the modern landscape, it's going to die on its own. You won't have to kill it. It will die. It'll shrivel and starve and die. There won't be enough people wanting to play. So you think new consoles are going to land end of this year, and we're going to go into the new era of gaming, 2021, and people are going to want to play a a peer-to-peer, low-tick rate, cheat-riddled Crucible. No, nobody's going to want to do that. Nobody is going to want to do that. It'll just continue to decline. It will continue to decline. So it's not even a matter of like, should Bungie deprioritize it? I think players, by and large, are just going to continue to walk away. They're just going to continue to walk away from it. But people play PvP because it's challenging playing against another human. That alone keeps it alive. None of that matters if the quality is not in line with the expectations of the of the general of the general uh, gaming public. If the gaming public is 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 assuming that the experience and the lag and the connection should be significantly better, that hurts your experience and your player perception. If the cheating never really gets wrangled down to the ground, that again, no one's going to play. It's not about it being challenging and enjoyable. Enjoyable. It's about how often am I having a garbage experience compared to a good experience. You know what I mean? Senior Gomez with two months. Two months from Kyle. And somebody's saying, if you're a big PvP player, there's other games you can play. That's precisely why the loyalty of this of the PvP portion of the player base is so fragile. The loyalty is fragile. The minute they get into a season where they don't feel like there's anything worth grinding for, or there's lag or cheating or whatever, the player base numbers for Crucible just absolutely hit rock bottom. They just, woof, they go flying down. 
they'll ha- the, the player based PvP numbers will have themselves in a matter of weeks if they don't feel like it's worth their time they're super disloyal why because there's other games where you can have a PvP experience as far as grinding dungeons raids getting loot armor 2.0 going for god rolls you can't really get that space magic casual fun play experience that Destiny offers on the PvE side that's why the PvE side is more loyal you can't get that experience anywhere else Next question, Ginks. With Bungie putting planets and activities into the DCV, how do you think this could affect trials, such as possibly making it easier to get rid of error codes, bugs, and possibly cheaters, hackers? These, this is a non sequitur. These things are not connected. Non sequitur means it does not follow. The DCV is not the DCV is not logically connected to making trials better with respect to error codes, bugs, possibly cheaters, and hackers. These things are completely unrelated. DCV has been created so they can vault planets and activities and add new ones so that there's space. It also is giving them the ability and a context to say let's pull out the greatest hits this has nothing to do with trials Gwen's first night now that Bungie is sunsetting weapons uh, and our pinnacles too do you think that they can put some of the special perks back into the loot pool there's a danger here to say well sunsetting is going to help us make more best in class weapons and then you start grabbing perks from best in class weapons and putting them in the general loot pool I would love to see Desperado you know put on pulses but I don't know if in Bungie's mind that's considered a best in class perk you know in in like in in general in general I think that perks like that could probably live in the general loot pool, but you got to be careful because, again, if they're considered aspirational or tip of the pyramid, you can't really just throw those into the generic loot pool. The generic perk pool, that is. EA Science. If trials, same as the raids, are considered a pinnacle endgame content, why isn't there matchmaking for trials? We have matchmaking for raids. No, we don't. This is not good for solo players. We've already addressed this. Guided games is not matchmaking for raids. It's a version of it, and it's a very, very different environment. And guided games has been an absolute flop and failure. So you don't really have any feathers in your cap if this is going to be your argument. Like, oh, well, they have guided games for raids. Yeah, it's a freaking disaster. Um, you can't do matchmaking for raids or for trials. We've kind of already went round and round on this. I let this question stay because I think it's a fundamental misunderstanding of what Guided Games is. And also, I would say maybe even a misrepresentation of how well Guided Games has gone. Kane. With today's update, do you think that the exotic trace rifle quest is going to become available, or do you believe Bungie is going to save it? It is weird for them to do a really, really, really long maintenance window. Um, I don't know. It could have something to do with, like, they're doing their charity stream today, so maybe they decided to, like, hold off on some in-game event that's going to hit the game today that'll make people tune in and want to see what's going on and, you know, drive more money to charity. I I don't know. I really don't. I don't even know how large the update is. Well, once it starts downloading, we can look at it, but... We're having a lot of maintenance today. Again, that could be related to the rise of error codes. Maybe they're going to do some actual server maintenance to like smooth things out. Uh, Aldatini. With the Cosmodrome coming back, would you like to see them bringing back Cosmodrome Crucible maps if there were any? I'm not familiar enough with the maps to answer this, but that would be cool. Glow. Do you think the time investment required to complete the unlock trials quest is good enough to, I think this was like to deter cheaters or to like stop cheaters. Glow accidentally hit enter. I don't think a time investment's good enough. We, we had a question similar to this earlier in Q&A. 
I don't think that's good enough. I think you need something else. The two-factor authentication thing that Call of Duty is doing is probably helping significantly. Actual front-face installed anti-cheat would help significantly. Um, What Bungie's currently doing just doesn't seem strong enough. I don't think a paywall or a quest wall is good enough. People are making it very clear they're willing to literally pay subscription fees for cheating, which is just, that is insane to me. If you'd have told me, right, years ago, Lono, in the future, people are going to pay $25 a month, upwards of $100 a month so they can cheat in a video game. My first question would have been like, are they doing this to win money? (laughs) Like, are they doing this to make money? No, they're just doing it. Now, there are some who are doing it to make money. They do recoveries and stuff. But my gosh, like, it's insane to me that people are doing that. Um, It's just Oprah with two gifted subs. Thank you, Oprah. You get a sub, and you get a sub. So, I don't think it's enough. No. Darksider. While Trials is in a horrible state, wouldn't it be better to keep it live to gain more feedback continuously when working on it hidden uh, from players and receive feedback only after it got released? Okay. I love where your head's at, but here's a problem, right? Here's a problem with what you're claiming. Is there do they is there more feedback that they need? <laughs> do they need more feedback? They already know people's frustrations with token earn rate, with win requirement, with inaccessibility to casuals. They already know how people feel about cheating. They already know how people feel about the lack of adept weapons. What more do they really need to collect? What more data with your dwindling teeny tiny player base for trials that shrunk every week last season? What more could they possibly glean? They didn't make that many changes anyway. You see what I'm saying? Like, they didn't make that many changes. The only thing they could collect is data on how many people earned and spent tokens this season versus last season. So again, I like I like where your head's at, but I really, really don't think this is needed. I think it's better to pull it out. Leaving it in in a shambles, glitch-riddled, bug-riddled, disconnected-riddled, cheat-riddled, like, incentivization problem. I, It's just, it's got too many, I just don't think it needs to be in the game right now. I don't think it's good for the game. As a lead into September, it would be better. You rip the band-aid off now, you put it on hold in June, so once you start marketing beyond, once you start marketing the new stuff, you don't have any narrative, there's no blogs, there's no articles, there's no videos, there's no tweets out there in the ethos of the internet about how sucky trials is. You just, you, you, you that gets just put on hold. Just press pause on that freaking song. Beep, pause it. We're sick of hearing about trials, and then they can spend the summer marketing and leading to the big turning point for the franchise in Beyond Light. I I really think it's supposed to be a pretty big turning point. I'm having chest pain with the next question. With the removal of skill-based matchmaking from the majority of the game modes, do you feel that the trials funnel will be filled with people looking for the skill-based matchmaking competition? I don't necessarily know if people will think this way, but again... I think that Trials naturally filters itself because the farther you get on the card, the more likely the more the more likely they're going to uh, you're going to run into hard players. It's all, it's almost like a mini tournament. It's a it's a faux tournament. It's like an ad hoc tourney. Every game should get progressively a little bit harder because you're only playing against people who have four wins, five wins, six wins, seven wins. So you're you're, you're naturally filtering out teams that just aren't very good. When did you start your job with Bungie Help? All these folks think you've got the answers, <laughs> right? Uh, Jack Candy. 
Uh, do you think trials would be more skill-based if one set of exotic type was allowed each week? Example, one week allowed arms and hand cannon exotic only, and the next week would only allow legs and auto rifle. This idea sounds so good, but it's not. It sounds good, but it's not a good idea, okay? I can describe to you, you know, you know when they do that at the restaurant, they like read the menu and they're like, it's broiled and seared. We have a breadcrumb crust and click, 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 and you're like, what well, sounds great? And then they bring it out and you're like, take one bite. Ugh. That's what this is. This is like a really fancy menu read, but the food's not good, right? So I doing this, like limiting loadout, limiting exotics, limiting what you can use week to week, it, it would be awful. People would dislike this severely. You go in the trials with your absolute, you know, primo loadout. I spent all this time getting my hunter loadout exactly where I wanted it for trials. I had my skull, I had my, um, I had my worm husk helmet. I had my, all my mods set. I had all these things exactly how I wanted them. I had one pair of boots for sniping, one pair of boots for shotgun, you know, and I switched between them. And then you tell me, yeah, this week you can't wear an exotic helmet. The frick did you say to me? What? And I got to change my whole loadout next week. Yeah, this week you can't use uh, the thorn. What? Why not? I like it. I've gotten good with it. I've been practicing with it. it. Again, this seems like, oh, this would keep it fresh. This would keep it from getting into like an exotic meta rut. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It would, it, this would not, this would not go over well at all. No, we're full on questions. Thank you. At this point, you're probably not going to ask anything that hasn't already been answered. We usually, by around question, anywhere from question 50 to 75, we've exhausted most topics. What are your thoughts about moving to no special weapon ammo again in competitive playlists? This again is too micromanagey. I just, I don't think, I don't think you want to do this thing where, I don't think you want to do this thing where they're like, hey, uh, yeah, we, we're going to limit what you can do. We're going to limit what weapons you can use. We're going to limit your loadout. No more special ammo. I just don't think that's the right call. People develop affinities for certain play styles, and you're just going to shut that down. No sniping, no shotguns, nothing. What? Huh? I don't think you... This is too micromanagey. It's better to refine a game mode rather than, like, really, really restrict it, you know? Why not ban a class for the weekend? Yeah, you just know Titans can play this weekend. <laughs> hot cup of nasty trials was taken away initially for several months well more than that it was like a year or two wasn't it (laughs) I don't know um why are we now to the point it's being taken away again was this due to the focus not being on pvp but future content I don't know I don't work there like this is one of those times I have to shrug at you and say I have no idea what happened I don't know I looked at most of the content in Season of the Worthy and even this present season, and I attribute a lot of it to a lack of bandwidth. I think they gutted bandwidth for year three to make year four better. But with Trials, I, I don't know. They've been working on it for a long time. They had, they had you know, uh, elimination in Crucible Labs. They did a trailer about, like, we don't want it to come back half-baked. They do, they do all of this. They do all this, and then you're like, what happened then? What what did you do? I'll give you an example of how sometimes they just need to like, 
I really do think they would benefit from, you remember when Division had like all those streamers and influencers and members of the community, not just streamers and influencers, but like members of the community that were on like, what was it like the DTG or something? And they provided all this feedback to help refine Division. It led to the 1.8 patch. It led to, you know, Division 2 being vastly uh, influenced by and built upon all that work. Okay. I think Bungie would benefit from something like that. Because if you would have shown me and a bunch of other people that signed NDAs, the Elite Task Force, that's what it was. Thank you. It was ETF. If you would have said, here's what we're going to do with trials, I would have read it, and in 60 seconds, I would have said the same thing I said on stream when I read through that blog post. People are going to low-card farm. People are going to intentionally restrict their 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 uh, their loot pool at, at, uh, at, uh, at Saint, and they're going to just keep resetting their card. And Bungie had been like, Oh, um, yeah, that might be bad for the player pool. And I'd have been like, also, if you're wanting to keep the casuals in there, you need to structure this so that they can just kind of play casually and get stuff, get get bounties completed, get tokens, get things to get rewards, like open the casual funnel up. Also, where are the adept weapons? Where is the stuff that people are really going to want to aspire to to go flawless? Where's the drive to go flawless? Looks like in a month or two, as long as you're playing and getting loot, you're going to have everything without going flawless. That seems kind of dumb, right? And we would have provided that feedback and they could have made adjustments. Now, the cheating still would have happened, but at least the reward structure would have been more sound. I'll give you another example. Umbral engrams, okay? I'd have looked at that structure, looked at how it was set up, and I'd have said, what are you doing to prevent path of least resistance? Somebody's going to find the smallest circle they can find and run in that circle to get as many Umbral Ingrams as they can get. Are you going to give Umbral Ingrams and currency from public events, lost sectors, nightmare hunts? Yes, 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 and yes. Okay, well, what's the reward structure look like for those events? Are they lower because they're faster, shorter, less challenging? Is it going to be in related to, you know, are you going to have the reward structure in relation to power level, difficulty, any of that? No, you're not. Okay, that's going to be a problem. You're going to have another bounty loss sector grind on your hand. People are going to find the fault that the, the smallest circle and they're going to run in that circle. People AFK'd forges and now they're running nightmare hunts. Boom. I'd be like, okay, why is the why is the core activity not the most rewarding activity? Why not do that? I love the spirit of saying if you're in the crucible, gambit, or strikes or other places, relevant stuff's dropping. That gets a big thumbs up. But what are you doing to make the new content more relevant or more rewarding? Right? So again, I think sometimes they're they're not zoomed out enough. They're just, they're just not zoomed out enough. It's like, if you would run this stuff by the community, we would have been able to tell you all these things were going to happen. Because they always say like, oh, the, you know, the genius of the millions is smarter than we could ever be, right? That's great. That's true. Like they've said, one week of gameplay from the community, they learn more than they'll ever learn in the background on their own. Uh, true. But at this point... At this point, when I can predict exactly what's going to happen before it happens, it's not because I'm a genius. I don't have a I don't have a crystal ball. I'm not special. I've just played Destiny for five years, so I know exactly what the community is going to do when you set up certain reward structures. I know exactly how people are going to respond. It's it's not difficult. I'm not the only one saying this. It doesn't even have to be me. You put any streamer, any PvP player, any trials player, any any crucible PvP or or destiny player, you look at the trial structure or you look at the umbral engrams, okay? You look at all those things, and an experienced player is gonna tell you exactly what folks are gonna do. 
It's not that difficult. It really isn't. I just think they get up against timelines and they get up against, you know, timing of deliverable and they're like, just ship it. We'll, you know, we'll have to fix that later. It's not bugged. It's not broken. It's just there's these there's these loopholes and these shortcuts people can take and then it like devalues the content, you know? How many, uh, how much do you think the average Bungie dev plays with the game, uh, without, without, uh, they're in their free time without any testing in mind? My guess is two hours on the weekend. No, a lot of them play quite a bit, actually. Here's the problem. Developers, developers and testers have a bias. They have a bias. They know what's intended. They know what's, you know, how it's meant to be played. So... I would say it's always better to have an outside person look in. It's always better. I, I will do this all the time. I have an idea for something. And you know who I run it by? You know who I run it by? My wife. She doesn't game. She doesn't stream. I mean, she games a little bit. She doesn't game like me. She doesn't put in the hours like I do. She's not a streamer. She's, she's streamed with me before. And without fail... Every time I've run an idea by my wife, she brings up a perspective that I didn't even see. And then once she does it, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. I now see it. I now see it. It's so, it's so important, I think, to pull in those outside influences. And this is why I think Bungie could really benefit from like a DTF. A group of people that are always signing NDAs and always getting to see things early. It doesn't even have to be me. It could be a Reddit mod. It could be uh, a, a it could be a, a, a streamer or YouTuber you've never heard of, but they've clocked in a dumb amount of hours in nightmare hunts or, or raids or dungeons or something. Get that person on your task force. Let them see structure. You don't gotta show me the weapons. You don't gotta show me the perks. You don't gotta show me the content. I just need to know the structure. That's all I need to know. And I can tell you, people are gonna low card farm. People are going to just find the path of least resistance. Where are you putting these umbrals and currencies? And wherever they are, is there a risk that people are only going to do that and ignore the new content? Is there a risk of AFK? Is there a risk of, of, of breaking the content? To a certain extent, I feel like this is unnecessary. But again, I really do feel like sometimes the outside perspective is just fresh. It's like, have you considered this? And they're like, oh my gosh, we, we didn't even think about freaking forges guys forges afk forges oh no like that that's just something sometimes i think they just need to kind of have their bell rung a little bit by an outside perspective tr314 how do you feel uh about uh pve weapon catalysts and quests forcing players into PvP. Is it good to put people in there who don't want to be there? They're committed in year four to stop doing this to a certain degree. Um, and even recently with one of the quests, I had a lot of options. I could do this, I could do that, I could do like I could do crucible, gambit, or reckoning. Like I had a lot of choices. And they said that in year four, they're gonna have the pursuit weapon. It's basically the new ritual pinnacle. There's a pursuit weapon, and you can pursue it in in PvP or PVE. Um, so I would I would say that's likely uh, that's likely going to be a result going forward. Is that you shouldn't feel like oh my gosh I have to I have to go do this I have to go do that. They're minimizing that. They're attempting uh, to minimize that significantly. They've been giving us more and more bounties and quests that are allowing you to to do things in both sides of the game. And I think that's a really, really good decision. 
used. Now that we've seen what trials PvP has come to, where do you think the game would be if they removed PvP? I know it's been discussed before, and we even discussed it today, so I don't want to re I don't want to rehash this. Um, I don't want to rehash this. I don't I really don't think I really, really don't think that we 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 can do you can't pull it out now. You simply can't, right? I would say if you're going if you are going to if you are going to put trials on hold, it's with the it's with the intention of improving it and fixing it and like bringing it back. Um, so if not, you know, if not, then just leave it in there, you know. Just just in the woodsman. By the way, if you're new and you're waiting on maintenance to be over and you kind of like the vibe of the stream right now, we do this all the time. It's an interactive podcast kind of a feel. A lot of times I'm gaming and we're just debating. It's family friendly. You can keep me on in the background. I know a lot of people are stuck at home um, and you can kind of just listen and lurk, play and lurk. Monday through Friday, this is where I am. I'm playing Destiny and I'm talking with you. If you're enjoying your time here, remember that a free way to support me is to click the follow button. That is the heart button up in the corner and then you can say, hey, I want to be notified when this guy goes goes live so you don't miss out on my content so thank you for being here there's always a really big turnout when people are waiting on maintenance and stuff to be over and i appreciate you guys hanging out lono's never gaming dude i usually beginning of the season i'm grinding quite a bit though we grind in the dungeon like literally all day <laughs> all day yesterday it's a really really fun grind and i was doing a bunch of bounties this morning are you in favor or against the participation uh bounty for the three win ingram and why i am 100 in support of the idea that you can play trials and get loot even if you don't go flawless i am fully in support of that i missed some subs teddy brosevelt i love that name with a brand new one and that's baloney with a brand new sub enjoy the dope badge emotes and ad free viewing when you sub to my channel you do not have to see ads you get to bypass them ackleson with four months and 16 months from hey shiz thank you um so i am in full support of this and Bungie gets a they get to pass go and collect $200 on this idea if if they do adept gear if you can only get the adept armor and weapons by going flawless then there is literally nothing wrong there is nothing wrong with going down into the lower echelons of the card with bounties and token tokens and giving people loot there's nothing wrong with it it's not adept right it's not adept there you go it's a 190 meg download. I don't think this is going to be a significant thing in the game today. 190 meg. So, I would just continue to say, I would just continue to say that th- that trials should look like a giant chalice, a big wide open funnel at the top, okay? A big wide open funnel at the top, and then obviously it gets very narrow at the bottom. Because as you're playing, as you're winning, as you're going up the card, it's naturally filtering out teams that aren't good or aren't good enough or can't really get, you know, can't really get uh, all the way to the end. And again, if you do adept gear, you are totally free and clear to say, yeah, here's guns and here's trials, guns and armor. Yeah, thanks for playing. You just keep. You just keep people in the funnel. The more people that are playing Trials, that's better for literally everyone. That's more people playing. That's quicker matchmaking. That's less sweaty cards. It's more enjoyable. That's less lag, right? That's better for everybody. More people are getting loot. People that like PvP have something new and fun to do. You know? The real King Salty. 
What are your thoughts on Bungie adding a two-party verification? We've already talked about that and how that could be a move they could make to do what Call of Duty did. With sunsetting coming up, is it still worth the grind for the mountaintop if you don't have it? That's up to you. It's it's a bit of an investment. It is a lot easier than it used to be. It is a bit of an investment, though. Um, it's still a really, really great weapon. Uh, it's still a really, really great weapon. Uh, Pure 36. Should trials be... Uh, put in a place like Crucible Labs, a full-on testing environment for trials. I Again, related to a question earlier, I don't know what more they can learn. <laughs> I don't know what more they can learn that they don't already know. I don't know if they need to do this. Nova Hands. Hey, Lono. Do you have any thoughts on why Bungie has been so hit or miss on loot pursuit uh, in endgame content like Trials and even Raids six years into the franchise? Well, this is, I don't want to go down the sunsetting debate route, but sunsetting is exactly addressing this problem. They've been hit or miss with endgame loot because they just, they can't do power creep. So it really limits what they can do. It really, really limits, you know, how much they can add to the game. So loot gets very samey and very boring, you know? Sneaks. With all of the great lore behind Sate 14, do you think that he is being wasted as a trials vendor. I don't think so. His commentary is really, really cool in trials. You know, he, he's, he's in the tower as like this sign of strength. And I don't, I don't agree with this take. No, I like him as a trials vendor. He doesn't need to be running around headbutting stuff. I mean, they could pull him out every once in a while if they want to use him for some story stuff, but I don't know. I really, really like where they're going with using Eris Drifter and the stranger. I think they're very, very interesting, uh, very, very interesting characters. So, do we talk about the fact that even the season pass exotics are nothing special for paying players anymore since everyone can buy them now? Um, well, that's not necessarily true. I mean, those things, uh, you can... Do you, don't you have to own... Oh, yeah, I guess you don't have to own the content because you can't buy those pieces of content anymore. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. That People want less FOMO. You can't... I don't really think you can get away with that. Yeah, one more hour of maintenance, folks. That's why we do these talks and conversations. It helps us pass the time while we wait. Is the Trials loot and the bounties still feel unrewarding to keep playing Trials, even though they added more tokens? I don't think this is the big focus, no. I mean, I understand not being able to do new loot like literally every single season. That's not really my focus in this discussion. Uh, Small King. Should they make the Trials loot quest based... Uh, loot, I'm sorry, should they make the Trials loot quest-based since they may be putting the game mode on hold? No, I again, we've already addressed this. I think they can put the loot in the vendor, you know, in September or beyond if, if people missed out a chance to get it. Um, Largo. What role do you feel competitive fills in the game right now? Should it be reworked or removed? I don't think it should be removed. I, I mean, I think it's fine, but I think the ultimate the ultimate threat to competitive is always going to be two things. Number one, cheating on PC. And number two, a lack of a loot incentive. Where is the daily, weekly, seasonal, ritualistic grind motivation? Where is it? You know, I'm not seeing it. You know, the TWAB will be up soon. I knew people were going to crush that goal to get the TWAB delivered early. We'll definitely read that on stream. Ruthless Reese. With Luke Smith confirming crossplay in a year, 
I don't know if he confirmed it. Do you think mouse and keyboard hold an advantage over controller and PvP? It are I mean people already play controller versus mouse and keyboard. They already they already do that on uh, they already do that on computer. It's already happened on on PC. So no servers are not up. Jer, uh, Jared Doink, why are scout rifles not good but snipers good? Is in what kind of situation would scouts? project power alongside snipers i we debate we we talk about this very very uh very very regularly um talk about this very regularly the the game isn't built for scouts everything's too close to you 90 percent of the content is just too close quarters too rambunctious and scouts just can't get a leg it's that's the biggest problem jay-z could the pvp meta become stale because of sunsetting or could it make the meta flourish the whole reason for sunsetting is to help end game consistently get a meta refresh. That doesn't mean the rest of the game's not going to have metas. Uh, Broken Harbinger. Thoughts about there being a darkness zone playlist with no abilities or special jumps. I. It sounds like you're asking for another video game. I, it, number one, I don't think a darkness zone would ever work in Destiny. I think darkness zones are cool on paper and they're awful in practice it leads to griefing and trolling and all sorts of other things um oh cyberpunk got delayed oh that's a bummer um probably necessary though yeah cd project red man that's the way they roll it'll be ready when it's ready i think darkness zones in general again are you know are just are they're i just think they're they're there's they sound so cool but i just think they're awful in practice it turns into griefing. It turns into troll, you know, city. Now, the second part of your question, with no abilities or special jumps. Listen, man, I'm no offense, but if you want to play something with no space magic or no special jumps, then just go play another game. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it just doesn't... I, people always ask for this. You can't rip the space magic out of Destiny. You can't rip the, rip the Destiny out of Destiny. It just isn't... It just isn't... It's not really something you can do. It wouldn't feel like Destiny. You're asking for another game. I'm not telling you, like, get out of here, go play something else, but it's like, if that's your desire, there are games that offer that, you know? <laughs> what do you mean? The Dark Zone and Division was a universally fair and loved PvP mode. Kappa. Yeah, massive Kappa on that. Do you think there is a place uh, for vendor-exclusive exotics through vendor rank-up, as it gives a good way to cycle old quest-exclusive ex- uh, or returning exotics from Destiny 1? I've continued to say I want a I want a reason to level up a vendor. I want a vendor to look like an obelisk, and then you could have like an exotic ship sparrow ghost every season at the end that you could get, or maybe just ornaments. You could have ornaments for whatever weapons they have that are getting refreshed. I really think that the vendors looking like obelisks have a couple weapon boons, not frames, but weapon boons. You buy the weapon boon, it's active for four hours, and then you go grind strikes, and that weapon's constantly dropping from the boss. You know, you grab the weapon boon for you know crucible. You constantly are playing Crucible and, you know, you're getting those guns to drop that you're target farming. And then as you level up that, that, that vendor near the end of the vendor, you know, the end the end vendor rank, you could be getting like ornaments for those guns. Since they're not going to sell legendary ornaments anymore, throw them in the vendor as a rank up reward. Like once you get high enough rank, you grind it all season for this cool shotgun. And once you hit rank a hundred on the vendor, you get a cool ornament for it, you know? Uh, Fructor. 
if they take out trials for the season or longer, how could Bungie in the interim satisfy PvP pinnacle activities drought? Adding new quest to comp or new loot pinnacle power. Listen, they don't have they can't throw something. They just can't throw something in the game haphazard. That would not be the right call. That would not be the right call. Um I'm I'm going to I'm going to alt F4. I'm getting tired of this pop-up. <laughs> I'm getting tired of this pop-up. I'm going to alt F4 and restart the game and just leave it on the main menu. <laughs> so, it, did the TWAB actually get pushed now? Is it literally coming right now? Cuz we can read it during Q&A. Um, TWAB F5 inbound. Okay. Um why don't you watch the bungee stream? Why don't you shut the frick up? I don't know why people keep asking me that. Like, I feel like you guys are being douchey. Just because there's stuff happening doesn't mean I'm going to, like, halt my stream for it. There's plenty of organizations and charitable things happening all the time. I don't derail my stream schedule and career because other things are happening. Like, I don't know. Quit freaking asking about that. It's annoying, and it's kind of rude. Um, so, uh... And constantly talking about what's happening over there. I don't know. I feel like you guys are being really, really rude. It's cool. It's awesome. Great for them. But these events and charity drives are happening all the time. There's all, there's a new there's an organization and a charity drive literally every week on Twitch, making me highlight it or talking about what's happening on our streams is just really, really rude. Um, read Twab. I'm not seeing it yet. I'm not seeing it yet. I'm gonna keep refreshing. Um, I'm sure it'll hit soon. So, uh, if they take out trials, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So what could they do in the interim? Um, what could they do in the interim? Again, you can't just slap something out there. You can't just slap something out there. You can't just force, you know, force feed. Oh yeah. We had to take out trials. So we better, we better hurry up. We better hurry up and, and, and add, you know, and add this, this 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 thing for for endgame crucible you know what i'm saying they can't just slap something in there that's just not a really really good idea um so uh this week at bungie we're streaming for the kids so they're announcing all their stuff for gcx and then another patch in the pipe okay this week has been pretty active in terms of patches on monday a change was made to require players to requeue it for forges in the hopes of removing idle players from the activity tuesday we had some fixes go live for energy and umbral engrams today the hotfix went live to fix sprint canceling the lighthouse and more so it looks like their plan here is to uh is to fix the lighthouse issue uh, i think that would uh that would that would be that would be helpful uh there's another fix planned for next week we're in the process of finishing up some of the testing passes but here's a few things fixes targeting controller remapping issue where double tapping buttons sometimes does not trigger dodge or other abilities issues where weapons don't fire when you pull a trigger issue where storm trance would sometimes not function uh, fix an issue with Wither Horde dealing excessive amounts of damage to various bosses. Fix an issue where solo completion of the Prophecy Dungeon does not unlock the associated triumph. Fixed an ish- fixing an issue where various reward sources are dropping at 750 power rather than at the Guardian's power level. Um, fix an issue where Tommy's Matchbook Catalyst quest was removed from the player inventory. We have a laundry list of other issues that the team is currently investigating. Our next update is planned for early July, so stay tuned for another patch note preview in the coming weeks. Beyond Light pre-order bonuses, uh, exotic rimmed ghost shell, um, 
what else legendary emblem and then exotic freeze tag emote these items are available at master rahul in the tower after you have placed your pre-order uh if you pre-order the collector's edition through the bungie store a code for these pre-order incentives should be emailed to you within 24 to 48 hours if you pre-order the edition through xbox please be sure to download the destiny 2 beyond light pre-order pack and the destiny 2 beyond light exotic emote packages uh prior to signing in to destiny pre-order items will not be available until this is installed you may be you may need to close the application and relaunch uh destiny 2 beyond light should become available on playstation later today june 18th stay tuned that's weird that xbox got it first um for all information regarding destiny 2 beyond light pre-orders head over to the help article uh additional additionally we're having an issue if you're having any issues pre-ordering through the platform partners be sure to contact help as well um Hang on. You may see player support team members of help forums frequently, but they're constantly fighting the good fight behind the scenes. Uh, since well before launch, they've been helping the team's triage issues, uh, representing your voices in the meetings that matter most. This last week has been no different, and they're tackling each newly discovered issue from Season of Arrivals. Forge matching up, matchmaking update. Earlier this week, we implemented a change to the Forge activity where players are returned to orbit. This change was implemented after seeing a large amount of players entering the activity and being inactive, ruining the experience for other players. Raid gear and max power levels. In our May 14th TWAB, we announced that gear would begin to have max power levels starting in Season of Arrivals, but that weapons and armor from Last Wish and Garden of Salvation raids would be granted exceptions. Currently, this gear does not indicate that, and in the future, it will update. Both armor and weapons from Last Wish and Garden of Salvation will be updated retroactively with the Season of Arrivals watermark and have the Season 14 max power level. Additionally, all armor from all other Destiny 2 raids will be updated retroactively with the Season of Arrivals watermark and will have the Season 14 max power level. Oh, all armor from all raids. Okay, so they're 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 doing this to all raid armor as well. That's actually interesting. Um, all armor, all raid armor is being updated retroactively. That's weird, but not guns, it just says armor. Uh, emote bundle and pre-order item location uh, we already talked about on Tuesday we issued a server-side fix players were not receiving the appropriate amount of twisted energy when unlocking umbral enhancement number two focus umbral engrams could sometimes decrypt at higher power level Blah, they should have left that alone um the hotflix is going to resolve the following issues. Sprinting on a controller would cancel if clicked again. Manic stick clickers like myself. We're still investigating other controller remapping issues. Prime engrams were rewarding warlocks with hunter armor. That's funny. Umbral engrams couldn't be removed if a player had full inventory but had completed the Season of Arrivals introduction quest. And then these are just known issues. Uh, grenade launchers are causing game crashes when used in the Crucible. Console players may experience uh, blacked out emblems, invisible ships, and a power light zero in orbit. To resolve this issue, click here for the following and follow the directions. <clears throat> the almost mighty exotic ghost shell and Saints Vocation exotic ghost shell would appear invisible. Some players are unable to do the weekly means to an end quest. Um, uh, no weekly quest? What are you talking about? Um, the nascent dawn 15 quest step can't be completed by some people the become legend quest step to reach 950 power doesn't update when players hit 950 tommy's matchbook catalyst has become removing from people's inventories uh the upgrade gift ranks triumph doesn't track gifts purchased at the prismatic recaster prophecy dungeon solo triumphs messed up so for some people contact heavy hitters triumph doesn't accurately update for the appropriate taken boss so there you go 
there is all of the stuff in the TWAB. Booyah. So we'll go back to waiting for the servers to come back up and continue going through uh, Q&A. Flame. Um, where do you think the structure of Flawless falls into the, the list of things to blame in this? No AAA game on PC will ever ask the player to win seven games in a row, knowing full well cheating in DCs will happen. Um, I I don't know. I, to me, to me, I don't think cheating is is like a good enough reason to be like, oh yeah, you know, we can't do flawless. I would say you got to fix cheating, right? The servers are not up for me. I can't get in. It just sits here. Um, I already updated the I already downloaded the update. It was like a 109 meg update. So I don't think I don't think cheating is a good enough reason. Now, when you talk about DCs, this is another thing where Bungie has error codes, okay? Bungie has error codes that will actually tell you why you got disconnected, all right? So I would say virtually all of the error codes that are not on the player, right? You go and like pull your ethernet cord out. Oh, we're going to lose. You pull your ethernet cord out, right? I would say any any error code that happens that they know is not your fault, there should just be for like forgiveness on that. It's like that was on our end. It was a beaver, you know? It was a whatever. So, I don't know. To me, th- 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 there are there are other ways to protect against this. I like the idea of flawless. I just think there's something about it that's you know it's part and parcel to the game mode. And removing that, I don't think would be the right call. I don't think like listen as far as DCs and cheating. Why not address those instead of being like, well, let's just get rid of flawless. They can't differentiate that if you pull your Ethernet. You don't get a penalty. You can rejoin. Only if you don't rejoin, you get a penalty. I don't know. DC forgiveness would be fine and stop the cheaters. I think those are the true solutions. Don't get rid of Flawless. You know what I mean? I don't think blaming Flawless makes sense right now. I think there are other culprits that need to be blamed. The real boards. Do you think Bungie should make the renewed trials more accessible for casual? Very generic question. Too late we, in, in the in the Q and A to really answer. I've answered that tenfold by now. Do trials even belong in D two anymore as a pinnacle PvP content? A lot of D two content seems geared toward being a little bit more laid back and casual. This is this is not accurate at all. A dungeon Grandmaster Nightfall raids the way the dungeon launched day one. I completely disagree with this. And Luke Smith said they want to refuel aspiration in year four. So this is a giant misread on the trajectory of the game. It certainly is a laid back game. It certainly is casual friendly, but they've made it very clear. They like creating aspirational content, raids, dungeon trials, Grandmaster Nightfall, and they want to refuel aspiration in year four. They haven't even really finished their like push to make end game and aspiration better. So I really don't think the trajectory of this game is to just continue to be casual. It's casual friendly, but you can't you know, remove those things. Uh, clean says aside from cheaters on PC is a small player population contributing to the decline of the game mode would crossplay remedy this situation. I, I think the game mode declines for like a variety of reasons. I think a ton of casuals left last season because that you had to get a win and they couldn't and they, they they would watch their mountain of tokens disappear each weekend so i think that 
that shoved casuals out of the player base right away, right? Low card farming made it worse because then it was even harder to get that third win. So after week one, week two and week three hit and low card farming became more common and it was even harder to get your third win. Why? Because the bottom half of the card had sweaty stacks that weren't going up the card. They were living on the bottom of the card and it was messing up. It was messing up the player funnel. Okay. And so that made more people leave. They left even faster after that as well. Then cheating increased every single week. Cheating went up. And so as cheat, as, as player engagement goes down and cheating goes up, the likelihood of you running into a cheater also increases. Why? Well, the player pool is smaller. The likelihood of you running into a sweaty team goes up. Why? Cause casuals left the player pool. That's like 18 different things that descended on this game mode that just absolutely murdered it. Like two to three weeks in, I stopped covering it on split screen and I was having a blast. I was creating new content, exactly what I've always wanted to do. I was doing a new show. I had a top 10 segment on Tuesdays. I had new content for YouTube. People were loving it. I covered a tournament. It was awesome. And then it just fell flat on its face. It's like, I'm not going to cover this garbage can. I'm not going to cover this. You know? I'm not and that and that and that's me that's me as a as a caster I'm not even let alone I couldn't even play with my friends anymore oh man Lumi wants to play again no they didn't they stopped wanting to play with people they only the only way they could compete cheaters was to stack you know uh huge package can a system like guided games work by funneling casual or solo players into modes like trials and dungeons? No, we've already addressed this question. If trials was put on hold, don't you think it would hold back parts of the storytelling? With everything coming together, trials is one of the narrative threads that's converging with the season. I don't really agree with this for a, a couple of simple reasons. Right? A couple of simple reasons. Um... Number one, they're not doing any story elements with Saint right now. It's a static and un, un, it's not being updated. There's nothing new. There's no new narrative developments. He just like, we built the lighthouse and now people are doing trials. So I don't agree with this. Also, Saint's still in the tower and his story is still in, in, in the game and is still, it's still there. You don't have to play trials every weekend for that to be true. So I don't, I don't agree with this take. Putting it on hold would not hurt narrative. Kingslayer. Uh, what could be done to bring new players into trials if it's not removed? I feel like newer players aren't touching trials anyway. I've already said about the chalice, big, fat, wide open funnel, just come in and get stuff for playing. Um, I don't think they can really pull the trigger on that until they add adept weapons. I think adept weapons allows them to do that. So terrible team. With Crucible getting renewed loot each year, but the addition of Adept Weapons for Trials in the winter, could we see new weapons in Trials every season? No. I don't think they're going to do that. They've made it... It seems to me they've made it clear it's going to be an annual thing, not a seasonal thing. Do you think that we would benefit from changing... Uh, the reward structure for how it was in D1, a number of wins to unlock a certain gun of armor with multiple tiers. You're basically talking about something that already exists. They already do that. You hit tier, you know, win three, five, and seven, and you unlock stuff. There's a bounty to give you the third, the third win item, right? There's a bounty to give you that third win item. And that would, you know, that enables people then to spend their tokens. So they've already gone to a system that's intended to do just this, but I think they should still give tokens on losses and then just give way more for wins, give, give way more for three, five, and seven. So nobody, nobody even questions resetting their card. So 
MW2 uh, killer. With planets going away in September, is it possible that we lose crucible maps that took place on those planets? I actually don't know. They haven't spoken to that. Um, so, do you think Bungie should add more content for free to play players? No, they get a ridiculous amount of content already. Um, go to bungie.net and go to the bullet points for Season of Arrivals. See, free pl- players get a junk ton of stuff for free. Anybody who feels like oh, they don't get enough for free, just politely shut the frick up. You're not spending any money. You don't really get to complain. Like, you know what I'm saying? Heggy. Where do you think the disconnect is happening with the trials team in the community? If, i.e., they allow everyone to get the one drop from three wins, but they remove tokens from the games played. Seems counterproductive. I honestly don't know. I don't. I think the project lead for Crucible um, potentially needs to be uh, moved to another department or something. Um, so, I, I, I don't think that Crucible team is doing a good job. I don't. I don't like saying that, but I, it's true. Um, so, I, I don't. I, I do not think the Crucible team is doing a good job. I don't think that they're echoing the sentiments of the player. I don't think they're doing a good job projecting player behavior. I feel like the low card farming should have been low-hanging fruit, easy prediction to make, and they failed to see that. They failed to act quickly on it. Um, now, some of this might not be their fault. If they got robbed of bandwidth to feed year four, it might not be their fault. But I feel the Crucible team has done a very poor job. Um, I feel the Sandbox team has done a good job with balancing, and but now auto rifles are completely ruining that. I feel like the you know Sandbox is in a good place, and then now it's you know now it's now it's worse. You know it's 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 really really bad. Ninja Turtle. How could Bungie put Trials on hiatus without it feeling like a slap in the face to PvP players? Well, slap in the face gets overused. They already had to put it on hold for a weekend because it was messed up. It's a giant blemish on the franchise. You know, it's a giant blemish on the franchise. The summer is the runway to September. This is meant to be, this is meant to be a big, big point in the game. Darkness subclasses, the return of the stranger, Europa, uh, sunsetting almost all of your loot. Uh, you know, a, a sunsetting planets this is supposed to be a big moment for the game okay and your garbage mode that's in the trash bin right now ain't helping that runway people are coming in here acting like a bunch of nine-year-olds who didn't get cake at the birthday party insulting me and throwing tantrums you're just getting banned because you're acting like a neanderthalic child okay you don't get to hang out here drooling on the keyboard hand the ipad back to your mom and go play outside okay this game mode is in terrible shape it's in awful shape. Do you want to play three months of crap and complaint and disconnects and error codes and cheating and a dwindling player base? Is that what you want as part of the runway to the turning point for D2? This is meant to be a big moment for the game and we're supposed to drag your diseased ridden filth just behind the game. Just dragging the garbage that is Trials. Like, yeah, here it comes. <laughs> trials is still here. It's a freaking garbage can, man. It's in terrible shape. Call a spade a spade. These same people that are getting up my nose about how dare you ask for it to be put on hold. What's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? Are you a glutton for punishment? Do do you have Stockholm Syndrome? Because you're probably the same people that, that froth at the mouth and spew hate and ridicule and anger and salt on Twitter and Reddit and everywhere else every freaking weekend because it's in such bad shape. 
Like, get a freaking clue, man. It's in terrible shape. Imagine Grandmaster Nightfalls, okay? Imagine people going into Grandmaster Nightfalls and getting disconnected, error-coded, falling through the map, not getting their rewards, not getting their stuff, getting to the boss fight, and, and it just becomes an absolute garbage can experience. If they put Grandmaster Nightfalls on hold for the season, people would be like, this makes perfect sense. It's a freaking disaster. It's a disaster. Like, look look at the player base numbers and try to tell me that Trials should stick around this summer. Just wait. Just wait. Right? Some people are going to learn a hard lesson about how I eventually get to be right. Okay? <laughs> the sand goes down through the hourglass and eventually there's a clue piece of paper at the top and you get to unfold it. And it's like, Lono was right. Ah, frick. Pinnacle weapons are a problem. Shut up, Lono. Eichelot shotgun needs nerf. Shut up, Lono. Infusion is stupid and slow leveling is stupid. Shut up, Lono. And then the sand trickles down through the hourglass and you get to read that little note at the top that says, Lono was right. Call me arrogant. Call me, call me, tell me I'm full of myself. You're going to learn real quick that I end up being right on these things. The tower event's terrible. No, it's not, Lono. You're blowing it out of proportion. The most hated piece of content in PvE history by the end of the season. Just wait. Watch those trials numbers week in, week out, leading to September, and you are literally going to see exactly what the frick I'm talking about. Just wait. This guy is full of himself. Yeah, well, it's hard to be right all the time. Moon Rabbit. To reduce the size of the game to try things around PvE versus PvP, do you think it'd be interesting to split up the two standalone experiences instead of sharing elements? They can't do it. According to the engine, they simply can't do it. They they don't really talk about this that often, but when they buff a weapon in PvE, but they don't do it in PvP, they actually have to go in and, and make the enemies weaker to the weapon it's really freaking weird there's not like a pve damage dial they can just turn up the game doesn't work that way unfortunately (laughs) the af like the the engine just doesn't allow for that unfortunately so yeah i was wrong about the ice darkness subclasses and i own that listen i own it when i'm wrong i do when i'm wrong i own it i thought they're not gonna add ice they're not going to give us darkness powers. That you know, people have been people have been rumoring darkness subclasses for three years, and it's never happened. I was wrong about that, right? I, I admit when I'm wrong, readily, readily do it all the time. In this particular subject, just wait. When the trials community numbers hit less or around a hundred thousand players for an entire freaking weekend, you'll understand exactly what the frick I'm talking about. It, why they should have put it on hold instead of having it in the game as the runway to September. You'll see. Uh, you'll see. Uh, Majin uh, so, so, Soji? Do you think that sunsetting, as we know about it, will discourage players from wanting to farm loot, or they'll feel they're being forced to grind? I don't want to do the sunsetting debate. I really don't think so. Um, I really, really don't think that people are going to be like, well, it's going to get sunset in a year. I don't want it. You know what I mean? Problem is you're basing your argument on PC-only issues. Oh, I haven't even talked about console, Eugene. 
Do you want me to talk about console? Let's talk about console. The player base numbers have shrunken so much that the, 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 the disconnects, error codes, and lag on console has continued to get worse. There has been a rise in DDoSing on console as well because you can't DDoS on PC anymore. People are getting DDoSed on console regularly. I've seen plenty of people complaining about the rise in problems on console. You think console is some pure trials experience? You're freaking dreaming. No. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just as bad. And not to mention, it doesn't really matter if it's killing player perception and player, like, oh, confidence in the franchise. The confidence in the franchise and the confidence in the perception of the game right now is getting sullied by one mode and one mode only. <laughs> Epic dudes. And also, also, right? Consider the fact that the player base player base numbers are still shrinking at a rapid rate. So if console is such a great experience, then wh- why are the player base numbers just dropping at an astronomic rate? Why? If console is so great, the majority of the player base plays on console. Why didn't the console community continue to play Trials? Why? Why? Because <laughs> it's a bad, it's a bad, it's a bad experience. It's 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 not it's not working. They didn't they didn't pull it off. Okay, they didn't pull it off. What do you think Bungie uh, could do to allow new players to have a better experience in the game rather than just boring repetitive missions? I don't have a uh, like a talking point on this because like the new light experience is going to dramatically change in September. I'm just going to kind of wait and see what they decide to do. It should be a greased, greased slope of get in, create your character, do the stuff, jump into all the new stuff. It should be like a greased slick, like just whoop, and then you're in the new stuff. You shouldn't be needing to go through campaign story, none of that. I, I know people are like, oh, but the story is good story is good i agree with you but uh getting players in the game and enjoying it's probably better than dragging them through a lot of vanilla story um so insanity trials was a very hyped activity for the player base and bungie but now it seems dead on arrival uh if they take it out and retool it do you think it would get the same hype and engagement on return the reason they could pull this off is they don't even have adept weapons planned until the, until the winter season. Like, I just really want people to press pause on their passion and their frustration and anger, okay? Don't shoot the messenger. This is just a suggestion that I'm making. You don't need to be, like, unkind to me because you don't agree with my take. Like, like grow the frick up, okay? Just grow the frick up for Pete's sakes. If you don't agree with me, that's fine. Plenty of people here are like, no, leave it in, Lono, and they don't have to insult me. Calling me a virgin's hilarious. <laughs> like two kids and married for 13 years like what the frick are you talking about anyway just really press pause on your passion and your irritation with me for just a second i know it's tough a lot of people don't like me that's just that's just the way the world works okay all this season and all of september you want to go in and have the experience you're having now with the same loot the same structure the same stuff you want to do this for six months a half of a year that's what you want because you're not getting anything new until the winter. What? <laughs> or listen, guys, we, we got a lot of work to do. This ain't working right. We're, we got, we got, we got things we need to change. And it comes back with adept weapons, adept gear, a better structure, maybe better anti-cheat, and the new consoles are launching. You know, come on, that'd be such a great return. Instead of limping to to the winter, <laughs> what the frick? You just want to limp. 
the game mode a limp to the winter? It blows my mind that people people have thrown trials in Bungie's face. Half-baked, it's raw. Half-baked, this is trash. Bungie, you suck. You're terrible. How'd you guys do this? How's trials so bad? But then you're clutching it like, don't take it away, though. Wait a minute. Hang on a minute. (laughs) It's like that spoiled sweet 16-year-old who's like... Dad, I wanted red. This car sucks. Okay, we'll take it back. Well, no, don't take it back. <laughs> I want it. Wait a minute. Which is it? <laughs> like, if Trials is so bad and so awful and so half-baked and so raw and it's such a such an embarrassment, then why on earth are you defending it? Seriously. Who? What is this? What is happening right now? This is the schizophrenic nature of the Destiny community. I've had to hear since Trials launched, right? I had to, I, I, I'd have to, I've had to hear how embarrassing, how awful, how lazy, how dumb, how incompetent Bungie is. So you use trials as a weapon to insult Bungie, but then you also use it as a weapon to insult me. That's a sign of character, my friend. That's the kind of person that you are. You weaponize disappointment to hurl insults and anger and, and try to harm somebody else. That's, that's who you are as a person. That's your character. That's something deep. You're just taking your disappointment and anger with the game mode and weaponizing it to hurl insults at Bungie. And then when I'm like, they should put it on hold, you use it to hurl insults at me. That's the kind of person that you are. This, we're talking about freaking video games, man. Like, chill the frick out. We got some subs that came through. Hundo Calrissian with two months, 25 months for Steve Ray Blake. Schwibbins with 25 months, seven months from Sam Tacky. I make stuff with six months and a brand new Prime sub from Fellblade. Enjoy the dope badge, emotes, and ad-free viewing. Thank you for subbing. Do not use schizophrenia as an insult. Settle down, Karen. You're going to try and go cancel me on Twitter. Schizophrenic can be used as an adjective, not an insult. I said the schizophrenic nature of the community, they can't make up their mind. You can use it as an adjective. It's not meant to, like, trivialize or cheapen the fact that people actually suffer with that psychological condition. Settle the frick down, Karen. I don't have a manager you can speak to, so, I don't know, maybe go somewhere else. Gee, Christmas so freaking sensitive do you think that creating new pinnacle or ritual weapons each season starting out well they're they're calling them pursuit weapons they're calling them pursuit weapons that is a thing that is coming gray gaming would a slow effect have an adverse effect on pvp a weapon with the potential to freeze in pvp would seem op what are your thoughts on this i never even considered this uh, this is like a grenade, though. I mean, if I if you're thinking about the thing I suggested, like putting a pool of ice on the ground and you can't like run through it, um, you know what I'm saying? Paul Tassi just tweeted a new legendary weapon from Beyond Light that just got revealed. Oh, he did, did he? Let's check it out. Um, I would just continue to say that there there are plenty of things they can do. Uh you know, within the realm of like, oh, it's a trap on the ground, you can't run through it. So, legendary weapon from Beyond Light, no details given, cool design, not wild about the Optimus uh, shader. That looks like a shotgun to me. You think that's, a, somebody says they think that's a trace rifle. You think it's a legendary trace rifle? Yeah, there's grenades that are area of effect. There's all these things that are gonna, that are gonna slow you down from like coming around the corner. You think it's a scout? It's a super soaker? 
Oh, it's a super soaker. You're going to get them wet and then hit them with stasis. That's that, Obey the nut. Got it. Nailed it, dude. Absolutely nailed it. That is a, uh, that's a super soaker, dude. It looks like a scout. Yeah, the back part here, the shoulder, like the, I always, oh, what's that freaking called? That looks like something from a scout. I agree. But it also looks like a futuristic scout. It doesn't look like a normal scout. The butt of the gun, is that what it's called? The stock, thank you. The stock looks like something that you would find on a scout. But it also looks like um, something that you would see on more of a futuristic weapon. Yeah, the butt stock. Yeah, yeah, the butt stock. Butt stock soup would be really, really... I'm moving on. What impact do you think the addition of the Adept-like weapons and possibly elemental primaries will have on the feedback loop between PvE and PvP? This is too big of a subject. I don't really have a commentary uh, on that. Trials is an excellent example of an activity rewarding more experience than bounties, starting at 11k a win and moving all the way to 20. What PvE activities should have high XP lanes? Uh, Grandmaster Nightfalls and Dungeons and Raids would be a great, great uh, every encounter like it goes up perfect perfect way to do it I agree I agree with this principle in other in other modes 32 months from old and grimy whoop with 17 months and a brand new prime sub from Garut Prime thank you so much for using your prime sub here if you have a twitch prime sub and you're sick of seeing ads on twitch when you sub to me you get to bypass ads so use your prime subs here or click follow that's free if you're enjoying your time here I get saucy and spicy but I say family friendly when I'm roasting the trolls so if you're enjoying your time here feel free to click follow and turn on notifications so you don't miss these streams it's like a podcast that you can listen to and lurk to Monday through Friday I'm here and the prime subs are rolling in now Ren Juan with a prime sub real Billy Mays with a prime sub thank you um Abance uh, if Bungie were to update all the raids with new armor sets every season uh, or two, would that help with aspirational content? Two more Prime subs coming in. Bald AK13 and Acromal93 uh, with a Prime sub. Krabi gifting a sub to own you. Um, I don't think they can do this. They can't update on that often, homie. Maybe annually or something. But I think more people would be like, this is, I think, one of their reasons for bringing back things like Vogue and Greatest Hits so they can they can add more stuff to the aspirational section. Five gifted subs from Shanks. Thank you so much, Shank, for doing that. Enjoy all the emotes, ad-free viewing. You guys are super dope. Thanks for all the support lately. Uh, Jack Aturo, Jay Portier gifted a sub as well. Are there th- are there any things that Bungie should do or avoid with the new subclass element type to prevent it from harming Trials gameplay flow? I genuinely don't care about this. I want new cool stuff to do. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Uh, Silverback with 100 bits, 8 months from Zelda Heart. Thank you. Uh, with stasis elements having an effect, do you see Bungie reworking existence class- the existing classes to be similar? Uh, solar burn damage, lightning. Uh, okay, so... Luke Smith said they're experimenting with stasis. They're giving us a lot more customization. They're not going to be doing that with the existing subclasses, but they might later on. So, uh, next question. Buckeye, does trials need refresh more than once a year? I mean, okay, here's an idea I'm going to throw out there that would help trials. Replenish the trials loot pool once a year, but trickle it. You know, trickle it. Here's four weapons, and the, the armor set you couldn't trickle, but you could trickle the weapons. Here's four weapons for this season. It helps target farm, it helps you get the rolls that you want, and then next season, here's four more. If you missed last season's, they're purchasable, uh, they're purchasable, you know, right now. Um, did my stream really just freaking crash? I thought we were done with this, man. 
Sorry about the buffer, guys. Oh, my lands that bottomed out. Um, sorry about the buffering refresh. Um, you'll just have to refresh. We just completely bottomed out. I'm just not going to stream to New York anymore. AT&T's route in New York has been super inconsistent today. Um, I apologize. I thought we completely lost the stream. Um, so, yeah, I am sorry about that. Uh, a lot of people are worried that with sunsetting only affecting Iron Banner and Trials, regular Crucible is going to suffer. Uh, we've already addressed this in other Q&As. I don't want to rehash that. Uh, I think a power-enabled mode so people could test out their power-enabled builds uh, would uh, would be a good thing. Uh, how would you see Bungie pulling Trials of Osiris to retain confidence in the player base uh, and not end up failing, falling flat, similar uh, to Trials of the Nine? I mean, I just think they've got work to do, and I think dragging the current version of Trials all the way to September is a really bad idea. So, uh, Vexy with a brand new Prime sub, thank you. Uh, Spork. Sporkian. As a new player, I've been having a hard time understanding all this game has to offer and lots of things are poorly explained. Do you think the new player experience can be improved? They're aiming to do that in September. Um, With the new dungeon feeling difficult even at 10 levels under the 1040 recommended power level, do you feel that the season power jump to 10 levels would help ease some of the leveling tension? Leveling needs completely overhauled. Also, it just seems really strange to launch aspirational content day one. I think they did that because they have to temporarily remove it like at the end of the at the end of the season. So Hooper, uh, Hooper dad, should I still collect resources from the locations that they are taking away in a few months? Um, I don't know. I don't know why you would do that. You might need them for spider conversion, but outside of that, I'm not really sure. Despite Last Wish Garden having their loot power caps increase, do you think power capping the rest of Forsaken and Shadowkeep offerings is a bad move? I don't want to retread sunsetting. I don't. Sunsetting is needed. I've continued to say they're hitting year one, year two in Shadowkeep. That must mean they have a lot of things they're adding because they're hitting a lot of the loot pool. They're being aggressive. Uh, what are your thoughts on a weekly rotation of weapon buffs in PvP? This again, I don't know if you want to do this. You're going to turn the Crucible into just the wild, wild west week in, week out. People like to get a build and a loadout and a way of playing. This is why I've even said that that the bounties for Crucible need to be more generic. Um, They need to be more generic. Like, get kills with your primary. Get rapid kills with your primary. Get kills without reloading with your primary. So I don't have to, like, change my loadout. People have a loadout and a weapon weapon build that they like running. Don't, Don't make them change that, you know, week to week. Why do you think hand cannons aren't as good as in Destiny 1? Hand cannons are still god tier. I'm not sure what you mean. Is there a way for PvE content to be beefed up while ignoring PvP? I'm still tied to my favorite stuff getting nerfed because of the Trial Sweat Lords. This is why I've continued to say you go the route of elemental perks and elemental effects that can't proc in Crucible. You Like, if I have to shoot a major four or five times to proc some crazy explosion of ice or fire or something, that'll never proc in Crucible. I think that's the way you create cooler neat dynamic neat cool stuff in pve without breaking crucible i think that's the the way they need to go stop giving us raw power and reload and damage perks because that ends up hurting crucible give us elemental perks give us elemental things give us things that cannot proc in crucible so um uh, that's gonna do it for q a we're gonna wait we're gonna see if anything happens in the game maintenance is about to be over so don't go anywhere if you enjoyed this segment please click the follow button and turn on notifications and if you're listening in the other locations you can always come and watch me live at sayno to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe